Hello, I'm Dr. Thomas Maples, and welcome back to A Sacred Journey. Today we're going to explore part two of a three-part episode in which we are going to go into the depths of a dream and explore three steps to ignite the passion of soul. In today's episode, we're going to delve deep into the depths of the unconscious, that place that may be a little bit scary for us to go especially in the field of psychology where we explore unconscious motifs in order to help make sense of what is there so that those elements may not hold us back to eventually advance confidently in the direction of our dreams. Psychoanalyst Sigmund Freud the father of modern-day psychology, once wrote, quote, Properly speaking, the unconscious is the real psychic. Its inner nature is just as unknown to us as the reality of the external world, and it is just as imperfectly reported to us through the data of consciousness as is the external world through the indication of our sensory organs. Now, there is a lot there to unpack, especially as it relates to the intrapsychic phenomenon that drives us and its relationship to our sensory perceptions, as well as our capacity to perceive the external world through consciousness. But let's see if we could unpack this a little and begin to understand what exactly is within the depths of the unconscious, as well as the reasoning that it may exist in the first place. The unconscious is a semi-unpopular phenomenon. It is a fundamental psychic structure that lies outside the control of consciousness and its capacity to monitor, direct, redirect, and re-engage behaviors that are consistent with our personal and societal norms. If there are things we are unaware of, which is what is most of what surrounds us, then how can we do anything about it? This is where the unconscious comes into play into our psychic architecture. Now, while we might be unconscious about nearly most of what is surrounding us, this need not be as dire as it may seem. We do have sensory perception to warn us of dangers. That is why we are more readily to gravitate towards negative news than positive stories. The negative awakens that voice within to a problem that re needs rectification. At the same time, news of a positive sort will give a momentary positive feeling. However, one will only remember that moment if it aligns with the storyline it creates, and secondarily, if it elicits a greater emotional response. Memories occur congruent with the emotional charge that we assign them. Their link to the overall storyline that we make is paramount to 
how our life unfolds from the conscious, unconscious into consciousness. Think about it. Do you remember the time that you last laughed? What was the joke? Now that may be hard to remember for most individuals unless um, you memorize the joke as a means to tell it at a later point. However, the times when we laugh, we, they're very fleeting and they occur very quickly. And unless we work the memory over and over again and store it within long-term memory, it, we will have a very difficult time to remember the joke that may have elicited that laughter. This is also true with anger in many ways. If you had been cut off um, by a car, of course you'll be angry about the situation. However, do you remember the make and model of the car? The answer is probably no, because the anger that is elicited is a momentary reaction to a safety concern. Now that safety concern goes away as soon as the car leaves or you fall behind that car to assure your safety. What happens from there is we may remember it as a means to tell our spouse or significant other um, what had happened during the day, but really the within a day that storyline will be gone from one's mind because it, it just wasn't that concerning anymore. This personal safety is still not at stake. Now let's take one last example. Try and remember the birth of your child. Then try and remember the make or model of the car that cut you off or the joke that last made you laugh, which is easier to remember. Most likely you're going to remember the birth of your child because that elicited a lot of emotional response. And it's through the amplification of that emotional response that we begin to memorize those events and we could easily recall specific pictures, if not a video play out of the emotions that are present as well as the as well as the occurrence within what may feel like real time, even if that real time is presented in waking consciousness or the unconscious dream. It is human nature to observe, become aware, work, and store the storylines of the past. However, we sometimes need to purge those unwanted or unnecessary bits of information to make room for our new experiences to take part in our memory, to take hold in our memory. We must work on elements of consciousness and the unconscious to create room for new experiences. To become aware of this tendency is to savor the flowers in the meadow. However, in many cases, our internal and external preoccupations may create an inability to see the beauty of the moment present or the flowers that remained in the woods. To overcome this tendency, we must learn to go within. We must learn to direct our attention within. And ultimately, we must awaken from the sleep that is often our unconscious experience 
to create movement towards tangible goals and to create the means from which we can dream again. The unconscious is a real psychic phenomenon. Its nature is part of our inner workings. It's where we storehouse our dreams, our memories, possibly our goals and our aspirations. Even though it may not be consciously available or ready for output as soon as we try to tap into the degree of those memories, it is nevertheless a major part of our overall drive to realize the nature of who we are becoming. It reports to our consciousness through the language of dreams, through the language of goals, and through the language of visions that it may create. When you close your eyes and you dream of life moving forward, this is the unconscious giving you a world of possibility. Just as when we consciously look at a map to go from one point to another point, let's say go on vacation, we may not have any overt memories of where it is that we're going, especially if we've never explored that place into the world. However, the unconscious could begin to formulate visions of that based upon ex the external world we may have seen. And that opens possibilities to ultimately measure the vision that you created in your mind with the vision that is in real life and to see which parts are maybe more beautiful, which parts may have not led up to expectations. Not that either side is right or wrong. It just simply is a measure by which we ultimately grow through our lived experience. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast on delving into the unconscious. Please stay tuned for part three of Into the Depths of a Dream. I really enjoy exploring this, these issues with you, especially as it relates to the dreams that we're creating. And this is especially so since it's becoming a new year and there's things that we may have to let go of in order to make room for things that we're moving towards. As always, my friends, may blessings find you along your journey to believe, chart a course, and advance confidently in the direction of your dreams. Goodbye for now, and thank you for joining me. And by the way, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, please let me know. I'd be happy to answer them either on social media or through a future podcast. Thank you again. Hello, I'm Dr. Thomas Maples, and welcome back to A Sacred Journey. In today's episode, we're going to explore the third of what I thought would be three segments in our exploration of the depths of dreams, three steps to ignite the passion of our soul. 
In today's segment, we're going to explore the foundation of what can create movement towards the dream to become a reality. Specifically, we're going to explore the process of envisioning, believing, and charting a course to advance confidently in the direction of our dreams. As always, let us start with a wonderful quote. This actually is one of my favorite quotes by psychoanalyst and a predecessor to Sigmund Freud, the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung, who stated, One who looks outside dreams. One who looks inside awakens. That quote is attributed to Carl Jung, who, as I said, was a predecessor and a confidant with Sigmund Freud, the father of psychoanalysis. However, Carl Jung went into his own journey and created a different form of psychology that borrowed from psychoanalysis called analytical psychology, which took the unconscious motifs a few steps further than Sigmund Freud in his capacity to examine how they drive our development throughout life, not just within our maturation journey from childhood to adult life. Carl Jung, Freud's protege, drew attention to the robust nature dream symbolism has on the development of the psyche. However, contemporary psychology frequently ignores this powerful psychic construct as a means for practical psychological work. Like many other sciences in the relatively young field of psychology, new theories of empirically valid observed phenomena and immeasurable facts replace a more rational basis for our subjective understanding. However, as psychology as a field knows, much of our awareness is subjective and not readily available to empirical scrutiny. As such, our life unfolds less than predictably, much to the dismay of the physical science and the statistics that form the basis of the human science's understanding of the behaviors that drive our developmental journey forward. What does this have to do with our capacity to envision a life as it unfolds before us? While our our capability to create a vision is a conscious choice, it forms the foundation for our ego to migrate towards greater self-understanding. Now, Jung created a theoretical construct of the capital S self. The capital S self differs significantly from the ego, or the smallest self, and the personae we create to serve its means. Now, the ego is simply your sense of yourself, that sense of I that I could present to the world. And the concept of the persona, or the personae, multiple, would be the masks that we adopt within various contexts. These masks could constitute identities, if you will. Um, I'm currently a psychotherapist, so I identify as a psychotherapist. I'm also a father, and that is part of my identity as being a father and a husband. And so each of these masks may differ towards a great, may differ, but they lead towards greater self-understanding because they ultimately integrate within one another. 
Now, the self is dependent upon each of these facets of psychological validity. The self is the ethereal higher purpose that we have yet to realize in objective reality. However, it holds within its budding essence the capacity to germinate into its independent reality through envisioning, believing, working hard, and hopefully seeing that possibility, that dream become real. Envisioning is but the first step. We must then create and implement a strategic plan to fulfill our dreams. We must chart a course that engages our capacity to practical problem solve and create remedies to overcome any hurdles that life may throw our way. If there's a barrier present, can we go over it, under it, through it, or simply around it? It's also important to build doors because a lot of the barriers that we may have are self-directive. Um, they touch upon our conscious fears, per se, of things that we may feel we can or can't do. By exploring the depths of the unconscious, we could then begin to learn ways to migrate through these fears and ultimately create self-understanding, capital S self-understanding, over a period of time. Now, it may be challenging to do this, it will definitely take work, and that work will create within itself the means for growth potential, especially the growth that the ego yearns to attain, because in the end, we ultimately strive for this ideal higher self construct. This is where dreams are put forward in front of us so we can begin to step in their direction. They may not be real in the present moment, but their capacity can become real when you're willing to work hard in the direction to create that self-mastery and realize the aim of that dream. I want to thank you for joining me here today. It truly is a passion of mine to help individuals overcome the barriers that the unconscious may place in their way. In today's segment, we explored the process of how to envision, believe, and chart a course towards a dream that you may find fruitful. There may be obstacles that stand in the way. But the work that we conduct to overcome those obstacles really stands as the basis from which self-mastery and self-realization occur within our lifespan. If you have questions, please reach out and leave a comment on my various social media sites. I'd look forward to answering any questions that you may have. And as always, my friends, may blessings find you on your journey to advance confidently in the direction of your dreams. Goodbye for now, and I look forward to hearing from you again. Hello, I'm Dr. Thomas Maples, and welcome back to A Sacred Journey. Today we're going to delve deep into the final segment of our exploration into the depths of dreams, three steps to ignite the passion of soul. 
In our concluding statements, we're going to go back to the citation from which this journey began.